bringing it home with Sarah and Tanil. Hey, Sarah. Hey, girl. I tell you what, August is um, like now almost over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was thinking we're in September, but we haven't made it there yet. Not <laughs> yet. You're taking us a little fast. I love summer. Let's not rush the rest of this thing. You are a summer girl. Yes, I am. <laughs> I am. Well, September is close, right? And um, yes, September, is. we're going to jump ahead a little bit. Okay. Um, September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. Okay. So we're going to talk about, a, I guess, like a heavier topic today, mm-hmm. you know, on our podcast, but um. It's really important that we do. Yeah. So I just want to share some statistics that I got from the Tennessee Suicide Prevention Network mm-hmm. that kind of startled me, honestly. Okay. Um, in the U.S. alone, someone dies by suicide once every 12 minutes. 12 minutes. Yes. Okay. It is also the second leading cause of death for youth between the ages of 10 and 24. That's. that's I mean, yeah. not vehicle accidents not any of those things it's the number two yeah it's number two that one kind of made me stop Mm -hmm. um suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in tennessee based on 2016 data and that claimed over a thousand lives in our state alone that's a thousand too many it is yeah and um, we've talked about youth but the suicide rate for the elderly which is 85 and up um, it's higher than any other age group. Mm. So that's something to consider as well. Yeah. But also suicide is preventable. Okay. Most what I heard, what I read from to, the Tennessee Suicide Prevention Network is that most suicidal people desperately want to live. They're just unable to see alternatives to their problems. Mm-hmm. So we've brought in an expert today. Because we're not the experts. We on are this not. Topic. We are not. And we want to get the right information out in case there's someone that's listening that needs this information or wants to share it. Okay. Um, We've got with us today, Emily Oswald. She is the Northwest Regional Director for the Tennessee Suicide Prevention Network. Hey, Emily. Hey, Emily. I'm excited to be here with you guys. This is awesome. Yes. We're glad to have you here because these statistics, Emily, I'll just be honest. um, They surprised me. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We're losing way too many people um, daily by suicide and and we just got to do better, you know, Um, and the way that we start doing better is just by having the conversation. So this is awesome that y'all are starting it on such a big platform. That's great. Well, we're happy to to share the news because we want anybody that's in a situation of crisis to have the right resources at their fingertips. And, you know, nationally, there is a new way to reach the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Um, You can just text 988. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So you can actually call 988. Um, We're in a transition period right now. So that just went live on July the 16th. Um, We have not been given official uh, promotion and marketing materials by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse, but those should be around in the corner. You know, they're just trying to get the kinks out and that sort of thing, but it'll be a whole lot like uh, 911 for physical emergencies. You know, we all grew up like learning, you know, when, when there's an emergency situation called 911, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. 911, get first responders, fire department, ambulance, law enforcement, all that good stuff. But 988 is going to work in the same way, but it's for a mental health emergency. That's amazing. So it's literally going to change the game. It's so awesome. 
someone is in mental health crisis, they can just pick up their phone and hit 988 yes. send yes. and get somebody on the phone. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And actually, it's going to filter through the same way through the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. That number is still going to be up because obviously it's been around for a long time now. So um, 988 is just going to filter through that exact same source, but you can call both of those numbers. Yeah. Great. Wow. That's mm. so amazing. A needed resource. Yeah. 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 So we want to kind of dive into our state specific um, with Tennessee and the Tennessee Suicide Prevention Network. Can you share with us, you know, the mission of the network yeah. and your role, what you do? Yeah, yeah. So the Tennessee Suicide Prevention Network um, working here for for the Northwest region has literally been a blessing um, in my life. Um a little bit of back, my background, how I know you guys is, of course, I was the health educator for Crockett County. So um, that's where I began getting immersed into mental health. And that's really where I met the awesome people that work for TSPN. Um, TSPN has been around 20 plus years now, uh, which is amazing for the state of Tennessee because there are so many other states that they don't have this at all. So it really sets us apart, especially being um, a smaller state as compared to so many others that um, our government, our state government sees that this is a need and that it is a public health concern. So again, we've been around for 20 plus years. Um, our mission is really just to provide hope. Um, that's, that's what we're doing across the state. There are nine of me. So there's one in every single region. Um, there's only not one nine of you. Emily's, Not nine Emily's, but there's nine regional directors across the state of Tennessee. Um, but that's a very daunting task. You know, all of us uh, carry the weight of having so many counties to cover for just one person. Right. So like for myself in Northwest, I cover nine counties. Obviously, I can't be boots on the ground, like all eyes and ears, you know, everywhere. I just can't because I'm one person. So that's the reason um, that largely what we do is, is prevention based. Um, we also do intervention and postvention, but a lot of what we do is prevention, getting education out there, information, talks like this, uh, trainings just to um, get more boots on the ground. So we provide more hope to those that are struggling. So, yeah. Okay, we well, there is information on the TSPN website about risk factors, and yes. they have four different areas that they discuss. So we just want to kind of break these down quickly and talk about these different four areas. Um, <laughs> the first area is individual, and then there's an area also called peer and family. What is the yeah. difference between those? All right, so for individual, this is based on you. We need to start developing this culture around us that says, hey, it's okay for me to embrace my crazy, right? For me to embrace like, <laughs> thank you for permission, finally. Right, right. Sometimes we need to just like, I got to take care of me before I can even begin to start taking care of other people. So really um, individual is for making your mental health a priority. Um, and the way that you can do that is just kind of like checking yourself really um, to say, you know, hey, am I suffering from depression? Am I suffering from anxiety? Am I feeling like I can't go out in public without being stressed to the max, right? Mm -hmm. Am I feeling um, like I just wanna be alone, you know, yeah. or that I am alone, that nobody understands. Right. So all of those play into things, knowing if you have a mental illness diagnosed or undiagnosed for yourself or mental illness in your family. 
that's diagnosed or undiagnosed, of course, that's going to put you largely at risk. Um, also, being that this is August, um, August the 31st is um, recovery, National Recovery Day uh, across the nation. And so we look at substance misuse, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if you're using, that's an unhealthy coping and problem solving mechanism. Right. You don't need to be doing that. Right. We have to fill that void in other healthy, appropriate ways. So if you're using, of course, that's a risk factor as well. Um, Being in high conflict and violent relationships, um, you know, that carries a large weight. It does. It can seem like life is getting a little too much. Right. And you don't know a way out. So that can also be a risk factor. Um, There's so many different things that also looking at ourselves um, gender wise, males versus females. Statistically speaking, males die 3.6 times more than women do by suicide. Um, And then women attempt three times more often than men do. So just being who we are, right, and our DNA um, and genetically speaking, we're automatically at risk. So at the end of the day, we just got to take care of you, right? I got to take care of me and we've got to do that in the best way possible as far as peers and family. So we all know it's a little bit harder to, uh, take care of those that we're closest to, right? <laughs> Cause you're a little too close for comfort. Um, and sometimes I feel like that's a little too personal, right? I would rather have somebody else step in. So maybe, they take what they have to say better than, you know, somebody that's super close to them that knows exactly what's going on. So peers and family, it's hard. Like that's just, that is so, so hard. Um, so risk factors with them would be, you know, if, if they are isolating themselves, right. If they're feeling alone, if they don't have a sense of social support, we really need to reach out. Um, and we need to try to support them in the best way possible and also push them to see that, hey, you can reach out for professional help. You really can. Okay. So we've got the individual and then we've also got peer and family, right, Sarah? Yeah. Yeah. And then people need to look at their community too and society, right? And like, see what they're going up in and what resources are available. Yes. And also looking at like different communities that are automatically at high risk just because of, you know, the stress that comes with their work atmosphere. Sure. Veterans. Veteran suicide is through the roof. And it is so hard for, I mean, you take somebody that's been trained to heal. I mean, basically that's what they've been doing, right? So when they come back, it's hard for them to like snap out of that, right? Oh, yeah. And get and back into the real world. Yeah, like yeah. Things that they see, things that they experience. Um you know, also looking at like high stress work environments, farmers, yeah. right? So rain here in rural West Tennessee, <laughs> it's been <laughs> small and in between that we've been getting some rain, right? So like everything that has to do with their job depends on the weather and they have zero control. That's over right. That. Yeah. That's hard, you know, and, and those are just two right off the top of my head. Like you have construction workers, first responders, Right being that we're still in the midst of COVID, you know, uh, it's still rearing its ugly head. It's still here, right? Yeah. And first responders are overworked and they're underpaid, you know? So a lot of factors to think about with all four areas, for sure. Yes, so it is. And we all know somebody. Yeah. We all know somebody that falls into a community. So, you know, just, just checking in on those people. Right. 
Well, I want to look at you talking about getting involved and things like that. So how can community members that may be hearing this get involved with the efforts of the Tennessee Suicide Prevention Network? Like what can we yeah. do? Yeah, yeah. So we would love you. <laughs> we would love to have you <laughs> as a volunteer. Um, so first and foremost, um, we want you to be trained because you need kind of a base knowledge. You need to know more in depth about the warning signs, risk factors, protective factors, how to ask the question, right? So are you thinking about suicide? That's a very awkward thing to ask. It's hard, right? Um, and sometimes like you're not the person to ask that question or you feel like you're not because you don't have confidence in that. So we like to build up that in the community and start really asking the question. Also, we wanna figure out like, how do we persuade someone to stay alive? Um, that's my favorite part of my job. I love it. Um, because I feel like everybody needs to, you know, live their best life. You know, your life has worth and it has value and we just need to love and care for one another. And so just pushing that out and also figuring out, you know, what your referral resources are, you know, where is that located in where you are within the state of Tennessee? How do I access that? How do I connect the dots for people? So that training is called QPR. Um, and it's available for communities, for organizations, for school systems. It's also available for youth. I can provide a youth-specific training for grades 6 through 12, which is super cool because they are blunt <laughs> and to the point. <laughs> they and those, are. <laughs> those discussions get real serious, but it's just awesome to hear from them because they really care about their peers. And I think that's awesome. We also do a youth mental health first aid. It's more in-depth. It's about a six hour course, um, but if, if this is your wheelhouse and if you really have a passion for it, I highly recommend that one. Um, and we also did the CSSRS, it's the Columbia Suicide Severity Rating Scale. So that differentiates between who's having suicidal ideations and who's having suicidal behaviors. And how do I ask the appropriate questions so then I can point them in the right direction based on what they're going through. So yeah, get the training. And then once you get the training, I can provide that for free. I'll put that out there for free um, <laughs> at, at any point in time. So, so you can you can contact me um, via my email or cell phone number. I'm gonna get those out at the end um, and we can get that set up. But also we do tons of outreach events, tons and tons and tons of outreach events because we want to be present in all of the communities, especially in our rural atmospheres that don't really have mental health access to just say, hey, we're here and we've experienced pain and we've experienced struggle and, and we just wanna love on you, you yeah. know? We just wanna provide hope. So yeah, we would love to have you, that'd be awesome. So lots for the community to get involved in. If I'm yeah. just your everyday mom, sister, friend, what are the warning signs that I'm looking for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you want to be really keen on conversations, right? So there are some things that are like direct. Okay. You know, when somebody is struggling, when they say, Hey, I don't want to be here anymore. Right. That's a huge red flag. You need That's to pick direct. Up that. Yes. that is direct, but you're less direct. Maybe like, you know, I wish I could just go to sleep and like not have to do with this, you know? I think that's very relatable for a lot of people because life is life is hard and it stinks at times. And like we just want to go to sleep and never have to deal with it no more. So that may be like a more or less direct thing that you may pick up on. Also giving away prized possessions. And I, I tell people this all the time. A prized possession doesn't have to be something elaborate. Right. Like a large sum of money, a house, a car, <laughs> land, none of that. 
Um, it can be something small, something that means something to you, right? Sentimental, yeah. Yeah, something that's just sentimental. You know, back back a few years ago, we lost a 14-year-old in Lauderdale County, um, and he gave away a Rubik's Cube. You know, it's just a fidget toy, right, that he just played with on the daily, but that's the way that he told somebody, hey, I'm not going to be here. That's why I don't need this anymore, oh, right? Family. Mm-hmm. It is tough. It is tough. But just picking up on those things, and, and really, you're not going to pick up on the small things unless you really care about people. You start to have conversations with them. You develop relationships. So my advice, you know, as a mom, um, start having these conversations. You know, it's not your typical, like, run-of-the-mill, hey, how was school? you know, today type conversation that you have at the dinner table, but ask them how they're feeling, you know, ask them how the relationships are at school, right? Is somebody bullying you? How's that going, right? Do you have support? And, and let them know that I'm there. And more than anything, I'm not gonna leave you, you know, Conversation yeah. is huge. Conversations you know. is huge. It's huge. Give, yeah. give us the number. Okay. The, the 988 number, what is the number right now today other yeah, than the yeah, 988 yeah. number if you're in Tennessee? Yeah, so it's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number. Um, and what I love about that number is that it is 24-7-365. You're going to get a crisis trained professional on the other end that you don't have to hit an automated number, one, two, extension, all that mess. No, you're going to get a crisis trained professional that's going to stay on the other line with you through the situation that you're in at the time. So you can call 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK is what that number is. Is there um, any specific Tennessee numbers that you would like to share or like your email people can contact you? Yeah, so we also have the crisis text line number, and I highly encourage using this, especially if you have a youth that's in your home. If you just enjoy texting more than you do calling people, this generation is kind of like that, right? Um, So for the state of Tennessee, you're going to text TN, that's capital T, capital N, to the number 741741. Works the same way that the Lifeline does. Um, You will get a crisis trained professional that's going to text you in real time. Um, And they will just stay on the line with you however long that you need. And they are able to bring other sources into the conversation. So if it turns into an emergency situation, they are able to call someone out to your home and get you some help. So absolutely wonderful. You can also get in touch with me. Um, I, I give my, my personal number and I know some people may be like, oh, that's kind of crazy, but I never want to leave anybody hanging. And I want you to know that I'm here for you. And so my personal cell phone number is on me all the time. So you can call uh, 731-697-5116 is my number, or you can email me at E Oswald. That's E-O-S-W-A-L-D at T-S-P-N.org. And I, I would love to work with you. I would love for you to be boots on the ground um, so we can provide hope and we can save lives across the state of Tennessee. Well, thank you, Emily. I've learned so welcome. much in our chat today. Yes. <laughs> You're very welcome. Lots of I'm resources 
And this is a very important topic. So thank you for sharing with us today, Emily. Thank you to all of our listeners and reach out if you've got a need. Absolutely. So thank all you right. all for joining us in the words of Bob Marley, live the life you love. And love the life you live. Take care of yourself and each other.